Welcome to Stuff We Love Podcast. And we are back. Round three. The news on the Stuff We Love Podcast. This is Scott. I'm joined again by my good friends, Paul and Dean. Gentlemen, say hello this evening. Hey, Scott. How you doing? Doing all right. How are you? I think this is enough episodes now we get on the payroll. <laughs> I think so. We've, we've, we've lost the special guest tag. I, I think we're just staff now. You are staff. You're part of the Stuff We Love podcast team. It's uh, an honor to be with you, gentlemen, as always. It's an honor to be with you, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. And before we went live tonight, or actually, we're not live, before we started recording tonight, (laughs) the three of us just had a surprise visit here on the call from Nick, our friend, who is live at the Cabana Bay, Universal Studios Orlando. And that was beautiful. That was awesome to see. That was great to see. Good, good energy. Yeah, hearing the lobby sounds, and he was doing a good job. He was away from people. He had his mask on, so he's being safe. Right, uh, right. But he's, but he's doing uh, doing a nice little favor for his son, returning his pets, and uh, figured, hey, I'm going to be in Orlando, grab a couple nights at Cabana Bay. So he's he's having more fun than I am this week. I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, guaranteed. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, not only yes, wearing the mask, staying away from people. You could not hide the smile in his eyes, though. Oh, no. He, yeah. Oh, he, was, he was giddy. That was awesome. I was both that happy was for him and wildly jealous. Yes. <laughs> that, yes. <laughs> have you guys been watching YouTube videos that have come out from people who have been at the parks? You know, I guess not Disney yet, because Disney's not open other than Disney Springs, but Universal, and just think, oh, you know what? I wasn't planning on going, but maybe I could somehow swing, swing it, make it work. Have you gotten the urge to, to try to make it happen or no? Uh, I just canceled a trip that I would be leaving for in three weeks. So uh, I haven't been watching videos probably because I don't want to have that urge because yeah. I feel like <laughs> the responsible decision for my family and our, and our point of view was to cancel. Or, right. I'm not going to say cancel. We're going to delay because, oh, yeah. you know, it, it, whether this trip gets rebooked for later this year or maybe April vacation early next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to make up for it. We're going to have this trip. It just is delayed right now. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, maybe in a few weeks I'll be ready to watch some vi- some of those types of videos. I'm still staying spoiler free on Star Wars Land as much as possible. Mm. So <laughs> that's not uh, I, like how, I don't even get that at this point. But that's that's good I job mean, for I, you. I've seen stuff. I've seen what it looks like. It's impossible not to watch a Disney special on TV and get a glimpse of Star Wars Land. But I'm not watching ride throughs. I'm not watching interactions. So. Um, I'm sad that I should have, I think I said this before, I should have seen, uh, both parks by the time July 11th comes around and I will see neither in 2020. So, mm. uh, yeah, it's tough, but I, have you been doing that, Scott? You're enjoying the videos out there and seeing, uh, yeah, we, we watch, uh, some videos on YouTube and from what I've seen at universal, other than a couple of moments where the crowd seemed to gather in very tight quarters, really before the park opens and they're waiting outside the gates to get in. I, I haven't seen anything inside the parks where I say, oh, that looks really dangerous or risky. Yeah. That's just my perspective on it. Although uh, we were talking on the air tonight, before uh, before we went on the air tonight, I should say, about some of the photos that have come out of SeaWorld today, which opened up. And oh. a lot of people not wearing masks, a lot of people not social distancing. Now, I was at SeaWorld last summer, I guess, on my big trip. Uh, had a really nice time. But I, seeing those photos, I did not feel jealous at all. I was glad I wasn't there today based on those pictures. So to me, I'd rather, like you said, Dean, postpone it. It's not a cancellation. We'll be back there. 
and wait until we feel more comfortable being there. Well, and I'll feel more comfortable when the park is more fully open, too. The, the right. more limited hours, the missing fireworks, parades. I'm not saying you can't have a great family vacation and all that. It's just for me, for what my family wants to do. We'd rather wait, you know, wait till we feel a little more comfortable, wait till the park is ready, the world is a little more ready, and, and we'll get there. Right. Paul, how about you? Um, haven't been watching YouTube videos. I did watch a little bit of Meg, our friend Negatives13 on Twitter. She mm-hmm. went to the team member preview of Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios, and she did an awful lot of periscoping, which was fun. Um, so, But again, different situation. It's a team member preview. They were clearly getting things ready, but you know, the, the amount of team members that would be in the park, vastly less than even you know, 10% capacity of right. uh, general population. Um, so take, I took that with a grain of salt, but uh, right. I really haven't. I did see the pictures from SeaWorld today, um, starting with the line of cars to get in, yeah. which, which rivaled trying to get out of Epcot on a race weekend. Yeah. Um, just to give people, that's actually know, a good visual for it. Yeah. I just, like cars just stopped all four lanes around every corner. Just not like, wow. Oh, and strange. Um, so as for getting the itch, quite honestly, and this may be a unpopular opinion amongst a lot of people, I would actually be really willing to go on a Disney cruise. The first one out, Mm -hmm. that boat is not going to be cleaner. That's true. I'm not worried about the boat being clean. No. I'm worried about my 4,000 fellow passengers. Yeah, but even then, I mean, we've talked about it before. I mean, the sanitation protocols that now it looks like they're putting into theme parks with the the hand sanitizer before every door in a common area, Um, the way that they're constantly wiping things down. um, I I honestly have not felt like the Petri dish at sea even before, but those efforts (laughs) are only going to get redoubled. I mean, you know, I got a kid in public school. Mm. There you go. Yeah, I got a kid and a wife in public school. Right. <laughs> <laughs> go, going back to Meg, though, I did enjoy her uh, rocket launch uh, yes. footage. That was yes. great. Yes, SpaceX. So a lot of stuff going on right now, gentlemen. And I thought it would be a good idea to get together. Actually, I think, who suggested this? Was it me or was it Dean? It was Actually, Dean. Dean. Sorry. <laughs> I enjoy the news so much. I figured let's do it again. <laughs> Keep getting hit with these uh, with these updates. I figured it's worth getting on here and, and talking about it. Yeah. There is a lot of news to cover, and it's kind of overwhelming. Actually, I find it sometimes a little bit confusing, uh, but it's it's good as theme park fans to kind of try to sum up what's going on out there, get a handle on the news because it affects us. I know it affects you guys because you're you're travel agents in this field. And it affects us all as fans and just people who have an interest in what Disney and Universal and all the other theme parks are doing. So I think what I'm going to do, guys, if it's okay with you, is just go one by one through a variety of news stories, throw stuff out there, and uh, we'll talk about it. Sound good? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, so let's let's begin with a happier story. Major League Soccer coming to Walt Disney World, resuming with the twins. That's a good story. Uh, the teams and everybody associated with this tournament will be staying at the Swan and Dolphin Hotel, which now explains why those hotels were closed for bookings. Mm-hmm. And this is going to begin 
in July, I believe, speaking from memory, and it's going to be a tournament to bring back in the season. And all the Major League Soccer clubs are going to participate. It'll be held at the Wide World of Sports. And uh, when I saw this, I was actually very happy because we're all sports fans. We've talked about that many times here on the podcast. And I just love the idea that sports are coming back at Disney World in a very public way. So, Paul, I'm going to start with you tonight. What is your take? Because you were so excited when I mentioned the Major League Soccer story. What's your take on this? Uh, My take is I am exceedingly happy. I'm a big-time soccer fan, have been for a while. My daughter plays soccer. Um, This will actually be starting as the um, later stages of the Women's Professional Soccer League tournament will be starting. So it's going to be like, for me, I'm a big World Cup fan. I love watching that. So going from a March Madness style where there's multiple games every day, of women's games. And then just as those games start to not wind down, but just get fewer because the competition increase, you know, you, as you go through the brackets, clearly you get less teams. So there's less games, right? As the games start to lessen for the women's professional league, the men's professional league is going to start. So it's going to be wall to wall soccer tournaments. And then when that's done, NBA, right back to back. Now it's for four months. I want to ask this question. Dean, do you know what the winner and uh, Paul, do you guys know what the winner of this tournament gets? No, I don't no. <laughs> I don't Mickey bars. Uh, well, I think they're going to get that anyway. As we're talking guys, I have a story on my computer from ESPN that was published four hours ago. This is interesting. The games in this MLS tournament are going to be held at 9 a.m. 8 p.m. and 10.30 p.m., Yep, which will avoid playing the games in the mid, middle of the day heat. Now, think about that. Smart. We're going to have East Coast games starting at 10.30 at night. I don't think we've ever seen that in sports. The closest would be like the World Series, which <laughs> seems to start uh, later and later every year. Seems that, yeah. <laughs> o- old school Monday night football when they used to kick off at 9.15. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That was Those one of the, the best days. things about going to college in the central time zone. Oh, I bet. Sure. Football games at noon. Oh, that was good. The other thing interesting here, the article addresses what the teams can do. Um, everything's going to be focused on the Swan and Dolphin and mm-hmm. the Wide World of Sports Complex. The players and staff from the hometown Orlando City Club will also be inside the bubble. You can't leave the hotel for anything else for as long as that team is in the tournament. So if your team gets eliminated, you could go anywhere. Then you could go to Disney Springs. Then you're on vacation. But, then you're on vacation. Dean, what's your take? Will you be watching the MLS? Uh, I'm not a big soccer guy, but I probably will watch it. I mean, I've been mm-hmm. watching Korean baseball. Yeah. So <laughs> I you guess can watch that, watching you know. MLS as well. You've been I'm very excited Korean about this. Baseball. Have I been? Yeah, I have been. That's awesome. Yeah, because I, I, it's on early in the morning, so I'll throw the games on, and then when my son wakes up, we'll watch like an <laughs> inning or two together. Then he'll switch baseball. to cartoons. Yeah, baseball is great background music, though. It really is. There's some Alexa app where you could say, like, play vintage baseball radio, and it'll just play audio from vintage baseball games in the background. That's what they did when Steve Rogers woke up. I remember that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember this game because I was there. Which, which, which movie was that? That was which one? That's Cap- Captain America, the first The first one. one. Yeah, the first one. Yeah. The, uh... What the heck was the subtitle? 
the first the first Avenger. Avenger first Avenger yeah yeah so that's interesting and and here's a question for you guys this is a good Disney this is interesting so we got the Major League Soccer coming back Swan and Dolphin we have the NBA coming to Disney World staying at either Grand Estino or it hasn't been officially announced but I know there's strong indications Animal Kingdom Lodge is going to be used as the other resort somebody said to you you could your podcast host you could cover any one of these things what hotel would you want to stay at out of those four hotels what would you choose Dolphin. Same. Why? Location? Uh, love the pool. Love yes. the location. Love the Love view. the restaurants. Yes. Oh. Love the smell of the lobby. Totally true. Yeah, no, the, the Dolphin's you fantastic. Know, yeah, the Dolphin's great. Um, pro tip, if you have a regular hotel room and you are rooming with two women, one of mm-hmm. them a teen, one of them your wife, <laughs> use the lobby restroom. <laughs> Just don't get lost because there's three elevator no. bays. It's easy to get confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you get in the wrong one, you will be very far from your room. But the the lobby restroom is very good at the Dolphin as well. The Dolphin is a better hotel, in my opinion, than the Swan, simply because of the lobby. That alone, to me, is oh, a yeah. bigger deal. Yep. But when you combo the two, yes. you get arguably the best steak on property, the best oh, Italian on property. Il Molino and you're talking, about you're talking about Chulas for the steak? Chulas for steak, Il Molino right. for Italian. Yep. The best uh, sushi on property. And one of the better uh, and at least fresher food breakfast buffets on property at the uh, the market. Mm. So it's it's a and kimonos is the sushi place. So it's it's yep. a fantastic little complex over there. And you got you Blue are Zoo? right about the pool. Yeah, you got Blue Zoo, but you are absolutely right about the pool. And and the pool bar is very good too. Really yeah. good pool bar, really good pool. Uh, great egg roll out at the pool bar. What do they have? Egg rolls. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're like they're usually like a, a barbecue chicken type egg roll. Fantastic. So a lot of people, as we know, dismiss the Swan and Dolphin because it's not owned by Disney and they want to stay in the Disney bubble and you don't get all the perks because you don't have Magical Express. But with all that being said, I've stayed at the Dolphin probably four times or so, maybe even more. I love that hotel. It is yeah. such a beautiful hotel and it may not be owned by Disney, but to me, when I'm there, I'm as immersed in the Disney bubble as anywhere else on property. The location alone, you walk out that door, you're on the boardwalk, you're, you could walk to Epcot. It's awesome. And I love the way at night in the area between the Swan and the Dolphin where they have these huge palm trees set up, they have lights under the mm-hmm. palm trees sinking to the music. So it's a lot of fun. I really love those hotels. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous area. at night. Absolutely. Gorgeous. I'll, have to, I'll have to try that for next year to synchronize my palm tree lights with me. <laughs> yes. That would be great on Twitter to see. <laughs> Goals. So I anyhow, I, I could probably do it editing. <laughs> That's cheating. But this is this is exciting because it does uh, sports are are pick me ups. I've been trying to immerse myself in as much by way of sports as I can, and I'm really excited for all this stuff. Uh, and Major League Soccer, I guess, will be the first major sports league other than the PGA. Women's. PGA towards me. No, the women's professional women's kicks off. Absolutely true. When are, Absolutely. are they? When are they kicking off, Paul? They in uh, I think they they are around Father's Day. I'm not sure if they oh, okay. Have so they're they're a, a few game. weeks ahead of schedule. Uh, ahead yeah. of the men's schedule. Yep, and they are sequestered in in uh, Utah, so they'll be doing. You know, I think they do round robin with a group play. Each each team gets four matches, and then the top eight move on. 
Um, so that's kind of neat. Every game, every team is guaranteed four games and they'll be playing three or four games each day. Wow. That's intense. Oh man. (laughs) I'm so looking forward to it. Probably less to do where they're sequestered than at Disney world. Uh, I would imagine. Yeah. Although see, and this is the thing and we can, we can branch into the NBA too, where, you know, they're, they're saying you can't leave the bubble. So I'm imagining that they will have a lockdown around Swan and Dolphin and the teams would be able to go to any of those places just there. Right. But the NBA, again, I don't think it's confirmed the Destino Tower and stuff like that. They're also being sequestered. Is can't say confirmed, but I know you cannot book at the at Destino right now. And right. we have we have clients from the agency that have been moved out of Animal Kingdom Lodge proper and into Kadani. Mm. So they're they're relocating the existing house. yeah, they're relocating existing reservations out of Jumbo House. Okay. So, mm. you know, and, and similarly, I mean it, it, this is more the guess, but you know, the NBA has said, Yeah, you're not going to theme parks. But I gotta imagine as soon as the team is out of their tournament. Why do they care? I mean, the Lopez brothers own in yeah. Golden Oak. Yeah. So, but they're not allowed to live there. They have to stay with the right. team. But until the team's out. So the then that, So if they lose in the first round, <laughs> something's fishy. <laughs> it's true. If you're betting on the ride. games, you may want to bet against whatever team is <laughs> yeah. playing the Lopez brothers. Right. Yep. Because uh, they want to ride Rise of the Resistance with no weights. Right. <laughs> Well, listen, before before we get to the next news story, let me throw this Disney question at you because we're talking about Animal Kingdom Lodge. Somebody says to you, you got to go to Boma. You want to go for breakfast or are you going for dinner? Dean? Oh, I'll go for dinner every time. Wow. Their breakfast is good. Their breakfast is good. Their dinner's more interesting. mm -hmm. And their wine selection is actually fantastic. Good point. I've never been there for breakfast. I'm going to have to say dinner, and I love dinner. I've never been there for dinner, but I've been there for breakfast. And so I guess that's what I'm used to. So I was going to say breakfast, but I am intrigued to try their dinner. You know how good their breakfast is? The food at dinner is that good, except it's more variety. And if you want to explore and try like African type flavors, but I'll call it a safe environment, Uh, you know, not not full fledged, like overly spicy or overly flavorful, but really good spice and flavor. uh, You should try the dinner there. Okay, good to know. Boma is one of our go-to arrival day dinners. It's a good way to start the trip. Because we typically don't get there. We're, we're, um, we're not always like the Swiss family Dean um, that arrives first flight down. Um, you don't like that 5.30 a.m. flight, huh? <laughs> uh, no. Well, I mean, getting to the airport at 3.30 is a challenge. Um, but... Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll typically take a little bit of a later flight. We'll check in wherever we're staying. We'll hang out by the pool. We'll eat lunch wherever we are. But Is then we will go nap by the pool. Oh, yeah. That's that's when I know I'm on vacation because yeah. I am I am changed. We, we're not even necessarily in the room. But, you know, the, the bags are with bag, uh, not baggage claim, uh, with uh, the, the porter. Yeah, bell, bell services. Thank you. Yes. Um, and you know, I got my, my backpack that I fly with. That's my carry on. It has a t-shirt and flip flops and a bathing suit in it. (laughs) You're ready to go. I am ready to go. And I will typically have an adult beverage. I will get about two thirds of the way through and I will be asleep by the pool. (laughs) And that is when I know I'm on vacation. Now it might only be 20 minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. 
I'm relaxed. I'm on vacation. But is then, there yeah, a... we good. We will get an early ADR for Boma um, for dinner, so that we can go over there. Uh, you know, say around four, and just kind of wander the lobby. Maybe have a drink at the Victoria Lounge, or Victoria Falls. Great um, bar. Great yeah. bar. Uh, maybe if if we're super early, uh, we'll walk over to Sanaa, which is a hike. <laughs> yeah, that's it a, is a hike. good walk. Yeah, um, but you know, it, it just just being at Animal Kingdom Lodge, I've never stayed there. Um, that's definitely a wish list item for us. But uh, yeah, Boma is a great arrival day meal. Good club level at Animal Kingdom Lodge. If you ever want to splurge for club level, mm-hmm. the snacks come from Boma. Oh, oh really? That. Yeah, that's good to know. Little cups of the porridge, like you know the soups and stews that they have there. They'll have Pepper that. Pots. They'll have oh. yeah. They'll have some of the uh, the other smaller bites, maybe maybe like wings or little little bites, chicken bites, stuff like that. Really Zebra good Dome. stuff. They they oh did they have Seabird? I I don't recall Zebra Domes when we were there, but it's, I'm not, I won't say they don't do them. They certainly might. Um, and then I remember they had like the it's not literally chicken tikka masala, but they have a dish that's like chicken tikka yeah. masala. Uh, they had that out. So, I mean, if, if you're a lighter eater or yeah, butter chicken, yeah, if, if you want to mm-hmm. either be a light eater or, you know, you don't mind having six, seven empty cups sitting in front of you, <laughs> you could almost do a meal there. Is there a better thing on a trip than a first dinner on your Walt Disney World vacation? Is, is that that's such a great moment no matter where you go because, you know, the trip's starting and it's my, awesome. my favorite part of our trip is as much as the first dinner is great, and in our case, it's usually a first breakfast because we're there so early. Right. right. The first walk through the gates and turn down Main Street, even after all the many times that we've been there, yeah, is still a magical, special moment. Totally true. Do you, do you always hit Magic Kingdom first? I, I can't say always, but I'd say that's usually our goal. So I bet if you if you ran the stats on it, being a math guy here, if you ran the stats on it, I bet we're ninety plus percent that our first park is Magic Kingdom on our trips. Wow. Well, on that note, let's get, that's that's a very inspirational Disney note. I love that. Um, <laughs> let's keep going with the news here. This was a very big news story when it was announced the other day, which is something that I guess we all should have realized. It, I, it doesn't come as that much of a shock, but Disney made it clear that if you have a hotel room reservation, it does not guarantee you're going to get the theme park admission because the theme park admission is going to be operating on its own independent reservation system. Yep. And like I said, this makes sense. I mean, it, it, they can't guarantee this to everyone that has a hotel room. But I think for the casual fan that may not be as in the loop as we are on Twitter every two minutes, uh, <laughs> I think this may come as a little bit of a surprise. So uh, what is your take on this and how this is going to play out? And how many people do you think are going to show up to their uh, Walt Disney World hotels, not having made any reservations to get into the parks, only to be told, no, you're not allowed into uh, any of the theme parks. Yeah, that that's going to be an interesting challenge because it sounds like they're not limiting the use of the hotels as much as I thought they might. Mm-hmm. And so to the extent that they can fill their hotel rooms, they still have to accommodate locals and, and particularly local annual pass holders. And I don't know that everybody going on these trips understands that you have to be in a reservation system to get into a, uh, a theme park. Right. That doesn't seem normal. I mean, if you think about, say, Fourth of July or Christmas week, it is possible you can get shut out of a theme park. 
So yes. being being denied access to the theme park because of capacity is not unprecedented at Walt Disney World. It's unprecedented for you know the middle of the summer, um, other than Fourth of July where we've seen phase closures. But uh, that's going to be a. I, I don't envy the the poor cast member that has to stand out there and, <laughs> and tell the people, "Sorry, we're full." Yeah, um, and be, you know, being from my marketing background, I guarantee they are adding to every call script. For every reservation agent, for everyone that's on 407 W <laughs> Disney, for everyone that is trying to make a reservation at you know WDW Dine, um, for everyone as they check in when they get their magic bands, there's going to probably be a paper insert in the box when they get there. We're so excited that you're joining us. There's going to be something added to the letter letting people know you need to make a reservation to go to a theme park. And in addition, if you like park hopping, right. guess what? You're not doing that either. You're not doing it. Yeah, and I, you know, like on a race weekend, they will give you a handout when you check in, and that tells you that the roads may be impacted, travel times will be extended. I would expect literature like that for everybody that checks in. It's going to be posted on those plastic stands at every check-in desk. It's going to be probably a notification because I know they're making not making, they're asking a lot of people to do online check-in. So it's going to be a notification on My Magic Plus. Probably when you go to check times on My Magic Plus, there's going to be a pop-up every single time saying, in order to go to Magic Kingdom, Epcot, whatever park you're looking at, you must have a reservation. You so, think it'll be on the TV scroll uh, on the uh, Stacy uh, channel? Maybe not the Stacy channel. Um, Stacy's yeah, filming yeah, an announcement. Probably. <laughs> not, not literally the Stacy channel, but you know the one that, that no, scrolls. Yeah, the, the resort, yeah, the resort TV, the, the yeah. default <laughs> channel when you turn it on. Um, right. yeah, it, I, I think it will, cause it's going to have the weather It's going to have the park opening times and it's probably going to have in big, bold, fluffy letters. You must have a reservation. They're going to show the weather and the opening times and then they're going to have an announcement. Well, what do you, what do you care about this? No, you're not getting into the park right. anyway. You may, you may as well enjoy the pool. It's a great, pool you can watch the today. major league soccer tournament on ESPN from right. your room. That's right. You can't go to wide world of sports. Nope. Here's a question for you guys. If somebody said to you, you had to work one of these two jobs, be a social distancing enforcer at the park or an informer who would tell guests that they're not allowed at, from the hotels no. to any of the parks, what would you choose to do? I think I'd, I'd be have a to social go distancing the... police, but I'd do it from a distance because I'd be petrified. I think I would be the, the, part, the, the moose out front should have told you. Um, right. that, that you can't come in the park because yeah, then just, at least you can offer, I just don't want either offer, of those roles. <laughs> no, I don't want either of them. Then at least you can, <laughs> you have the possibility of offering a solution. Let me help you make a reservation or let's see if there's one available. You know, you, you can try and do a little bit of recovery there. Uh, the people that are enforcing masks and stuff like that, there's no happy outcome to that. No, <laughs> no happy outcome. Well, it makes sense, though, this rule. And um, this isn't going to be forever. I, I expect no. this to last for a period of time. But it has to be done now. And the no, no park hopper thing, I'd be, in your experience, do most people park hop in, one, in, this, in a single day? Or do you think most people do not add on the park hopper option to their tickets? Uh, I, I think the majority answers. do not. Majority yeah, do I not, have two yeah. answers. If you haven't been, you don't. If you have been, you do. Yeah, that's well said because you can't go. I, I personally, we, we do park hop, 
and I, I do think that's born out of our experience park hopping. It's something we're used to and something we enjoy doing. But if you've never done it, you don't you don't miss it because you've never done it, and that's what you're used to. When I say yeah. you're, I'm talking about I'm not talking to any of you. I'm just saying talking to a generic person who doesn't park. Royal you. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how we I mean, we typically will plan only half of a day. Um, as, as much planning as we love doing, if we have something in the evening planned, we don't plan the next morning. And if we have something in the morning planned, you know, we make sure that it's not after an evening that we had, and Mm -hmm. then we'll have a free day to do like a water park or something like that. Um, and then, you know, we change those around weather permitting, but you know, that's why, you know, Dean, I asked you, if you always go to magic kingdom, we will basically whatever our first full day at the park is we'll follow the touring plans um Mm -hmm. crowd calendar and go to the least crowded day or go to the park that had extra magic hours the night before always a good strategy to try to grab the least crowded park by going the one that had the magic hours the night before right yep now my spreadsheet planner will have the a.m and p.m extra magic hour parks listed on them but quite honestly, we, we, we plan, like, kind of like what Paul said, we'll plan the morning, and we often do the early morning extra magic hours. Right. And the evening is often driven by where we have dinner. Yeah. Yep. yep. And, that's, and that's precisely what we'll do. Like, we'll, we'll pick what parks we want to hit, plan that morning or the evening, and then we will pick a restaurant either in that park, if the park has a good table service, not looking at you, Magic Kingdom. <laughs> I saw um, your tweets about Tony's earlier today, Paul. Oh man, Tony! No, if you think Tony's is the best table service in Magic Kingdom, I need you to tell me why, and I will tell you why you're wrong. That is there anything that qualifies as the best table service at Magic Kingdom? The Plaza. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, no. the Plaza is the right answer, actually. Good call. Plaza, you could argue. I say Skipper Canteen. Oh, <laughs> Skipper Canteen's the right answer. Good call. <laughs> Yeah, it's not be, it's not be our guest and Crystal Palace is a buffet so that doesn't qualify. Right, exactly. I agree. But um you know we'll we'll plan it. actually Crystal Palace is a great example. Um we we love doing, you know, particularly when my daughter was younger, character meals as the character meet and greet. So it was like kill two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. Get the characters, get the signatures, get the pictures, have the meal. Yes, it's overpriced, but we also don't have to wait in line for characters. Right. And we would typically do that on those AM extra magic hours, get in, ride some stuff, have a later breakfast. But then puff, the evening puff was French free. toast. Puff you go there just for the puff French toast. Cheesy potato bake. The cheesy potatoes are good. No. Oh. I need this now. <laughs> right? <laughs> go watch a video I about it, Scott. <laughs> I'm not I'm, I'm not now. exaggerating. I don't think we've talked on our show or any other show about trip planning in maybe this entire year you're just talking about trip planning in general yeah just like you know just like what would you do or you know this scenario or you know what is your favorite Eh. it just hasn't come up because all of the other madness has been happening (laughs) well the the unknown the unreleased files we had shows about the updates for the year of what was coming and then the whole year just got shot shut down so uh that that show will not make the light of day no no it's gonna be like the wedway radio first five (laughs) yeah yeah it's our version now 
So the next news story I wanted to talk about with you gentlemen is related to actually related to character dining. So it's a good segue. We we're talking about this a second ago. Awesome. Uh, the character meet and greets are not taking place at Disney world as we know. And the character meals are not taking place with one exception. And that's Topolino's terrace over at the uh, new uh, Riviera hotel. Now I've not, I've been to this hotel to check it out. I've not eaten at Topolino's terrace. I heard it's very good, especially for dinner. Um, I'm assuming that the reason they're, having at least one character meal in places to test it out and see what they're able to do from the footage I saw from universal. There were character interactions. People could get photos with the characters, but clearly stand six feet away. So, um, were you guys surprised to hear that Topolinos would be having the character meet and greets? What's your take on it? And, uh, where do you think we're going from here? I am surprised they're doing it. I, I'm mm-hmm. not really sure the motivation behind it. Right. Um, I, I think you're probably right. It's probably something to do with let's test it out here. Let's see if we can limit the capacity, limit the uh, the traffic, and see how it all plays out. Um, surprised they're opening with it, though. I thought it might have been something that would yeah. come in the next couple of months that they would start to try that. So. Right. Yeah, I'm yeah, not really my, sure what to make of it. My, my thinking with the... Uh, character dining for the most part they're buffets and for the most part the buffets are not going to be open from what i read at least not as buffets so maybe that's why that one i spent as i mentioned i I spent some time at the riviera hotel it's a very beautiful hotel Uh, very clean it's very pretty i was surprised how small the lobby was interesting Uh, so you know for those guests that are i'm just making this is just a general observation having nothing to do with the you know current affairs but if you're going to spend that type of money personally speaking i probably would look to stay at another deluxe hotel but you do have the benefit of being on the skyliner and it is really right there i mean you go out you go into the lobby it's kind of like actually grand destino there's two levels to the lobby and you go downstairs you go out the door right there you're right by the pools you bear to the right you walk through this beautiful area and then you're on the Skyliner and on your way to wherever it is you're going. It's really a convenient hotel. So you wouldn't stay there because you don't like the lobby? <laughs> I, 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 I shouldn't say I wouldn't stay there because that makes me seem like a very well, spoiled. I mean, no, no, no. I know what you mean, though. I mean, there's – Well, I, here's what I would say. I. Uh, it's like your local pizzeria versus like world-class pizzeria. It's still good pizza, but you, you know. You know what it is? I, I, I definitely I, I would stay there. And certainly when I it seems like my life is spent on YouTube, because I'm about to say when I watch the YouTube footage of the hotel rooms and everything, they're very beautiful. And the pools are great. Skyline is great. Topolino's, I heard it's good and all that stuff. But it is a very expensive hotel. So I, for me, personally speaking, there are other hotels in that price range that interest me more. Uh, Beach Club comes to mind. Um, Yacht Club, it's just right next to Beach Club. Uh, I, I think I may even be interested in Animal Kingdom Lodge more. I stay, I've stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge, and it's a great hotel, and I may be inclined to go back there since they've renovated some of the rooms. Uh, I I personally would be more interested in the Polynesian and Grand Floridian than Riviera, but I'm not going to – you know, if somebody wants to send me on a trip there, I'm not going to complain. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, it, and I guess the reason that I ask is um, I don't know. I mean, as much as we all agree, we love the Dolphin Lobby. Yeah. Don't spend much time there. True. Other than when I'm using the bathroom. Um, <laughs> but, you know, for a convention hotel, that lobby bar is is definitely something that you'd want to check out. 
but it's a great bar. This, I've had a drink at that bar. It's awesome. Yeah. But I've noticed this and it started, I think when they built Bay Lake tower that with it being DVC and with a lot of check-ins being done online, you don't need a big grand lobby. Really? Mm-hmm. Like that is true function from a function standpoint. Now, that is not to say you don't want to walk in and like Animal Kingdom Lodge or Wilderness Lodge have this fantastic view when you walk in. Right. Um, you know, and even Saratoga Springs. I mean, I like the carousel. I like the, the horse and the statues and all that stuff. But the lobby's not large. See, it depends. Some places like at the Animal Kingdom Lodge have the bar right there. They will run activities yep. for the kids indoors. Right. The lobby gets used as more of a like almost a, a mini community center. Not right. just for check-in and get to your room. So right. I, I enjoy but, the resorts that have the sort of social space in the lobby. Like the Grand Floridian, for example. I'll go hang out on those couches and listen to the music play. And that'll be a, a way to pass some time in an afternoon or just to rest a little bit or have a cocktail or something like that. So yeah, um, the, I miss a lobby when I have a place that doesn't have a good lobby. Right. Uh, the Grand Destino is a beautiful lobby for an amazingly good price point. My wife and I were watching a room tour online yesterday from Grand Destino. And I, I, on YouTube? Another on YouTube. YouTube video. Are you sponsored by YouTube? I'm not sponsored by <laughs> Who would love I mean, sign me up. Not sponsored by YouTube, but uh, I do have the YouTube, what is it, YouTube Red or YouTube Premium where you don't have the ads before the video. I pay $9 a month for that to not have oh, to watch it. Oh, you do that. Oh, and you I'm can, one of those um, people. You're fancy. Can you listen? You can listen while like your phone's asleep and stuff. True, like that. I can. Yep. I can. Very nice. But um, I and I was there in January for a conference. It, it really is a great hotel for a very affordable rate. Uh, it's, at, I mean, you guys would know better than me, but fifty percent of the cost, at least, of some of the deluxe hotels, and has a very much deluxe feel. I mean, this this is where LeBron is going to be staying. They're not going to be putting <laughs> LeBron in a. Uh, in a Maybe the beds are longer than for taller people. All, all star sports. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where the Knicks would have been placed. Had and, they made and the not no, they're no, they're at the campsites. Um, <laughs> the the um, all star sport. We were joking with Amy that you know they'd have to move the beds together and sleep sideways for yes. them to fit on those double beds. Like, don't get me wrong, I love all star movies. I mean that that's that's I have super fond memories of staying at all star movies. Um, but not for an NBA player. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. Can't wait to see. Hopefully there'll be some YouTube videos of the NBA at, uh, at these hotels. Um, the next 30, new story I wanted to cover. If they're not planning, I'm sorry to interrupt, but if yeah, they're not planning a serious amount of documentaries, yes, like embed a, a film crew with every team, you know, like, like uh, the, the, the cross the cross promotion is endless between ESPN plus Disney plus, uh, the things that they can do online. Um, just, yeah. That, Especially after what they got out of the last dance. You know, we got exactly we got 10 episodes exactly. of 22 year old basketball news and people right? watch yeah. it like crazy. Yeah. I said to my brother, you know, right now I'm a little bit hesitant to take a trip to uh, the theme parks, but if I had the chance to go stay at either Grandestino or animal kingdom lodge, I'd be there so quick. <laughs> just to see what that would be like, be something else. But yeah, no Knicks. Knicks will be watching from home. <laughs> Knicks now will have the same viewpoint of the uh, NBA festivities. <laughs> the Knicks. 
Next news story I wanted to cover with you guys, just a couple of notes related to Disney Springs. And I only mention this because uh, one of these places is one of my favorite spots on property. Uh, Chef Art Smith's homecoming announced today they're going to be reopening. I think the date they mentioned was June 15th, June 17th, something like that. I, I can't recall that off the top of my right. head. Yes. Thank you for thank you for pronouncing the name of the restaurant correctly. Yep, absolutely. And then we got Goofy's Candy Barn, a fun little place that I actually have gone to the past couple of trips I've taken. Oh, that, uh, that's in every trip for us. That's in every trip. Yeah, I could see why. Like my it, kids like a kid in a candy store when we go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great spot. It's, it's a great spot at Disney Springs too, because it's, its location is perfect. You yeah. come out of there, you're right near the Art of Disney store and Star Wars, all, all that stuff. You take on this, guys. Uh, I think when these things open up, along with a couple of the other independent locations that have opened up, uh, every every spot in Disney Springs I think is up and running when these places open up. Unless Except I'm missing the one any. that was closed. Yeah, um, there was one place that closed down. The Pearl, right? The Pearl the Training Pearl. Company. Yeah, the pick the pick a Pearl. Yeah, Pick a Pearl, Pearl. Right. I thought there was another store that just decided not to reopen. Like they're just no, we're closed. Right, but that's fine. So those. What's are your favorite be store up. down in, in Disney Springs? My favorite store. Yeah. Not a restaurant store. <laughs> boathouse. Just to clarify, because <laughs> I, I know Homecoming and, and, uh, and Boathouse are going to come out of his mouth if I don't clarify. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know, in my favorite store, I, I actually, this may be, come as a surprise, but I'll mention Uniqlo. And the only reason I'll mention it is because they have an amazing selection of Disney clothing that is very reasonably priced and really unique stuff that you wouldn't find at something like the World of Disney. So that's my, I'll say that's my favorite third party store. Now, if I was choosing a Disney owned property, I do love the Marketplace Co op. Uh, I just love the, the different things you could get in there. They have a Disney tech store in there. They have several clothing stores, Disney scented candles that they sell there, and really good art stuff. I have a Disney art collection in my house, and one of my rooms is devoted to Disney memorabilia. And every trip I go, I often stop by the marketplace to see what I can add to my collection. Uh, when I was there in January, I picked up this really cool limited edition print from the Jungle Cruise that an artist did, this kind of modern style Jungle Cruise interpretation, which is really cool. Um, so yeah, marketplace co-op is a lot of fun and you get multiple stores in there and then you could either before or after just walk right next door and go to Ghirardelli for a good ice cream sundae. <laughs> yeah. How about you guys? What, what places do you like to shop at in Disney Springs? Uh, it being on brand, the Lego store. Oh, Absolutely. Lego, yeah. Sure. Um, and then you know, oddly enough, we are always drawn to the Christmas shop. That's my choice. It's a fun store. Co-op popped it's, in my head first, but Christmas shop. Yeah. And- we we get something from there every trip. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll typically get an ornament to gift to someone. Um, yeah, and then and we will take advantage of the shipping. Um, and then you know the, the art of Disney. Um, not necessarily oh, yeah. that I that I buy all the time, but I just I just love looking at the um, the fine artwork that is in there get inspired to you know draw maybe a little bit um I, I just like seeing the artwork that's in that art of disney so those are probably my top three and you know but the art of disney is a great location there i'll still stick to my answer but i do love that place and for me that's a store that i've gone to since i was a little kid going to disney world yeah. and it hasn't changed that much it's kind of maintained yeah, the no. same look and to me it's like a perfect disney shopping experience because not only 
do you get to see these really cool limited edition pieces of art? But they always have great music playing in the background, this great Disney theme yeah. to music, which is awesome. Um, and Dean, you mentioned uh, when Paul said the Christmas show, that's your favorite shopping That's my favorite. So, since, since we mentioned that, I'll, I'll give a nod to Trendy as well. Oh, yeah, Trendy. Right, I like yeah. some of the stuff at Trendy. Yeah, it's, it's, it probably skews a little younger than my taste, um, but it's it's and it probably skews a little bit more female in the clothing, so my son's not really drawn to it. But they have enough neat knickknacks, and I like to see just the shirt designs anyway, so right. uh, Trendy's kind of a fun place. Something Trendine. Else Trendine, yeah. There you go. I'm, I I'm actually opening up a store in my town here called Trendy. <laughs> it's a tribute to you, Dean. You, you can sell uh, Yankee beers. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> um, I was going to say, uh, when I was in Disney last October for Halloween festivities, in the Christmas store, they also had a tremendous selection of Halloween stuff, uh, which yeah. you can get elsewhere on property, some of the stuff, but there was all organized in one central location, which is really cool. It's yeah. a good shopping tip for those that happen to be there in the fall. Have you guys seen, as we near the end of the Disney news stuff tonight, Disney released a about a one-minute video explaining how things are going to be operating at their resorts. I guess guests can request extra cleaning before check-in along with the disinfecting. They can request things like the remote controls being in plastic wrapping. Uh, Disney has said they're going to be doing extra cleaning in common spaces. And uh, I think they're trying to make the guests feel comfortable. I saw this. I I didn't really react to it anyway. Uh, To me, it made sense that they're doing all this stuff, quite honestly, Disney is such a heavily trafficked place. I would expect them to be cleaning the common areas a tremendous amount anyway. But did you guys see this video earlier today? I did. What's your take on it? Um, I mean, I thought it was good. And that's that's where I'm, I'm getting at. You know, earlier when I talked about the communication, letting people know that they need a park reservation. They were very specific. They were very clear. It was very, it was very well um, easy. You know, I don't want to say easily animated, um, but, you know, it, it was not a uh, super high production, but it gets the point across. Right. Um, I liked it. Um, I didn't know that some of those things were you could request. I thought that those were all things they are going to do. Oh, like um, the wrapper remote control. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that that's part of their quality control, that after the remotes are disinfected, they will be put into a baggie. Um, so that they, you know, that that's just, they know that it's been done. And then when you, and I've actually gone to hotels where before all this, where you would go and the common things are in a, you know, bag that is, that is sealed. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because the first time it's like, wait, do they have a new remote control? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I did not see the video, and my reaction to your summary of it was exactly what Paul just pointed out, is particularly the rooms in between stays should not be a request for extra cleaning. Yeah, That should just be right. done. Uh, the right. plastic on the remotes, that seems like a pretty easy one to do, but if they want to make that by request, I can sort of see it. Um, so I would hope that, as, particularly as you're changing guests room to room, you know, someone's checking out, someone new checking in, that should be an automatic trigger to extra cleaning and sterilizing and, and whatnot. So, whether or not there's that, a coronavirus, that's, that's like standard. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I wanted that two years ago. I, I particularly, I yeah. want it two months from now. But right. it's, uh, yeah, that that should just be a given. Um, 
What I find interesting is, and I don't know if this was in the video or not, but I read about this, is that there is going to be a way to have dialogue to actually not request room cleaning during your stay. Hmm. Uh, and it's to, there are, there are guests that are expressing a desire to not have additional traffic in their room. I get that. So perspective. They don't want people coming in and out. Now, I don't know what that means for like refreshed towels and stuff like that. Cause sometimes there's just like a, that, that type of cleaning. Um, so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. If that's something you request at front desk or if that becomes a, an automatic, you need to make a choice. Um, and it may, that goes beyond Disney too. I've read that with other brands. That mm-hmm, there is yeah. a, a, a perception, at least, that there are guests that will be staying at resorts that do not want people coming in the room. Yeah, right. that makes sense to me. One thing I would tell our listeners is that this is a time to really be good to the staff at any hotel you go to, especially Disney, because they're, they're going to be working hard. On one of the first episodes of the Stuff We Love podcast, we had on a guest, his name by which he goes by in the industry, is Mr. Manners. He's on the Today Show very frequently, and his, he's an etiquette expert. And I remember talking to him about travel etiquette and tipping housekeeping services. And he said, you know, you may have a different housekeeper cleaning your room from one day to the next, so ideally yeah. you should tip a little bit every day. And I've started doing that on my vacations, and it makes a tremendous difference. Yeah, the room is extra clean and, and that, but it's very uh, personally satisfying to, in some cases I've had to actually give the, Tip And it's not been tremendous, but it's a little something to the person cleaning the room and the joy that that person expresses at receiving that. It, it puts them in a good mood. It puts you in a good mood having done that. And I think that is, you know, it, it's going to be very stressful for all the staff, whatever you're doing at Disney World. This is uncharted territory. And I think we all have to be patient and kind, just like we would at any other trip, but especially now. That's my public service announcement for this episode. I fully co-sign on that one. I, I am a daily tipper of the housekeeping because for that exact reason, you you could have the you could actually have the same person through the weekday, yeah. and then you check out on Saturday or Sunday, and it's a different person on the weekend. And if you're leaving the entire tip for that person, they don't go back and pull that. the The tip is intended to be a, a personal tip, so right. Uh, best to do that on a per day basis. Totally. This is agree. why I like staying at DVC because there's one cleaning and one tipping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Depends how long you stay, Paul. That's well. Am I missing any news stories? I, well, I guess there was one more thing I'll mention before we start wrapping up tonight. Disney is now asking guests with reservations through July 11th to confirm, modify, or cancel their reservations by June 25th. So they want to get a handle on what people are actually planning on doing with their trips. That's understandable from their perspective. I did get an email related to my annual pass, basically checking in and telling me, uh, thank you for your patience. I don't know if you guys got, uh, saw, saw that today. That came in the afternoon. Did you get a refund yet? <laughs> okay. So the refund update, refund gate. Um, <laughs> I got to, this is embarrassing, but I'll just tell it like it is. Got a text from Dean maybe last week telling me that he got through to Disney and they said that a refund was issued to my credit card back in April. Or was it April? Oh. It April 13th. April 13th. So then I said oh. to myself, I'm going to – because I, che- I had checked yes. my banking. Yes. I had even done like filtered searches, and I didn't see anything. Yes. And yes. let's just say that I may know how to search YouTube, but I don't know how to search Chase <laughs> Banking's website. <laughs> because no, so let's say uh, – I got a refund. 
We call that a 1D 10 tier. (laughs) In in Scott's defense, I had a trip, as we've mentioned, that was in May. And I canceled, about the same time I canceled Scott's trip, I canceled mine. And when my refund finally hit my statement, it was backdated to April, but it didn't show up until the end of May. Mm. So I don't know if that was like timing of like you know the statement gets cut and then you finally see it or whatever but it it was not there in april i can tell you that with certainty even though we canceled both our trips in april um so i'm i'm I'm, I'm giving him a pass because i think it might have something to do with the way disney posts that stuff either way it it, it got scott and me to talk a little more frequently about hey what's going on here so i'm just gonna book trips and cancel all of them so we could keep talking (laughs) Yeah, that's really fun. Appreciate that. <laughs> I'm glad that I asked. Yeah, no, don't do that to a travel professional, by the way. <laughs> no. This is a plug, by the way, I'm making now for adventures out there travel like I do every episode. Great travel service. We love using them. Use them every Disney trip. It's the best. Appreciate it. And thanks to you, Scott. I now have an inside phone number for uh, <laughs> for credit card disputes <laughs> if I have to call Disney again. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, anyhow, guys, I think that covers the main news stories uh, going on right now at Disney, and there'll be more stuff coming out in the weeks and months ahead as we uh, see how all this goes. Uh, Universal seems to be going pretty smoothly. From what I can tell, there have been some incidents where there's been lack of social distancing, but overall, my take on it, just my perspective, is that things seem to be going well. People respect the social distancing rules, generally speaking. They're wearing masks. They're doing everything they should be doing. Hopefully, SeaWorld will get back on track with that stuff. They need to do better than they were doing today. And I do think Disney will make every effort to ensure a comfortable guest experience. Um, Let me just throw this last question out to you guys. I wanted your take on this. Again, this is not a political discussion at all. But right now, as we speak, the numbers in Florida are going up. Um, It's concerning, obviously. If the numbers continue to go up, do you think there's any possibility that these theme parks are going to shut down again, or are we past that? I think if any theme park shut down, it will be because of the state requirement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they may not have – the decision may be taken out of their hands. True. Yeah. Short yeah, of the decision being taken away from them, I don't think they will proactively close down. Right. I don't think so either. The only alternative yeah. to that is if there is a severe impact on behalf of their employees. Yes, right. good point. But I'll tell you guys, like I was talking to my wife about maybe going to the beach one day down at the Jersey Shore, and I was reading news stories uh, related to Point Pleasant, New Jersey, and I know the mayor there was complaining about people not wearing masks, not socially mm-hmm. distancing and all that. And when I watch the footage from Universal, to me, that looks way safer than being on a crowded boardwalk where people aren't following certain requirements. That's because all the people on Point Pleasant Beach are from northern Jersey and New York. <laughs> True. <laughs> Full disclosure, I live about 10 miles from Point Pleasant Beach. Um, and and no one's left uh, in Manhattan, so they must be somewhere. True. They're at the Ham- they, they legit are at the Hamptons. Um, and also here driving around, there's an awful lot of New York plates, um, Mm -hmm. around, but I mean, that is a great point. Um, like I, like I talked a little bit before, uh, we started recording, 
uh, one of my favorite places in Asbury Park, the Festival and Beer Garden, is going to be opening up their rooftop beer garden uh, for outdoor seating. And I already have my email in for the wait list. Um, I am very much looking forward to that. I'm not sure if I would be necessarily walking the boardwalk, but I can tell you too. I mean, a lot of those pictures are misleading. Um, yes. You know, you take it, take it with a long lens, take it with a low angle. Um, you know, I mean, they do those kinds of things for special effects in movies to make crowds appear a lot bigger than they actually are. Right. Um, so, you know, it, it, the crowds might be more like a Knicks home game. <laughs> that said, they're, they're not editing out masks. So the, no, when you see the non-wearers. That, that, that is true. A bit concerning. And there are a lot of people that are like, well, I'm outside. I'm not going to wear it. Like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I I'll went for – good. Okay. I was going to tell you one thing is uh, I know we've, this is not a three-part news episode. We may need a fourth part when we figure out what's going on with the Disneyland Resort and Disneyland Hotel yeah. in particular. And Disneyland Hotel, which has no opening date announced. Oh, right. Yeah. that's uh, You were talking about that earlier, Paul. I haven't yeah. studied the Disneyland rules, but uh, what's, your, what's your quick take on that? Well, I think they wanted to get open in time for their anniversary, which is coming up. So that that's right. going yep. to happen. The parks will reopen. And yep. most of their hotel rooms are reopening. And some of the yep. local stuff around it is reopening. But the Disneyland Hotel itself is not among the announcement of what's going to reopen in July. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a take. I have no idea why. I don't either. Um, I, yeah, I no, I'm at a loss. Um, unless they think they're not going to have enough people staying there. Cause there are so many Disneyland locals that are AP holders. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even without the blackout dates, but I, yeah, I could not tell you why the flagship resort hotel for the flagship theme park. It's not going to be yeah. <laughs> not only not opening, but no date announced like, not just there's nothing maybe it doesn't exist they're waiting for dean to rebook <laughs> that is where we're staying <laughs> that would have been it i'll mention again I, I brought this up maybe on our last episode i've been reading this beautiful book called walt disney's disneyland by chris nichols i think is the author's name it's this mm. coffee table sized book it is spectacular it's all about vintage disneyland from the creation of the park through to a description of what it was like in the 1950s and 1960s, and with these gorgeous photographs, some color, some black and white. I, I really love it. It's a, if you're a Disney fan, it's a good good gift to get and a good gift to give. Father's Day is coming. Father's Day is cool. coming up. So for your father who is a Disney fan, it's a, it's a good gift. You can tweet at Becca underscore C. No. <laughs> yes. That's B-E-K-K-A. That's right. But guys, anything else you wanted to talk about tonight before we uh, wrap up this episode? No. I think, I think you hit the right. highlights. Yeah. Well, well, make me happy then and, and give a plug for your own social media accounts and for Butter and Bacon again. I always want to get our audience to listen to your podcast because it is, like the Disney photos in that book, spectacular. Well, thank you very much. Well, we can be found on Twitter at Butter and Bacon. Um, you can listen to us on Stitcher, on, not on YouTube, although we have a couple of videos now, um, but um, uh, also on iTunes and pretty much any place the podcast can be found. 
Uh, and uh, I personally am at Yo Pauly and Jay on Twitter. You can tell me why Tony's is your absolute favorite <laughs> table service. And I just, yeah, I just got to know why. Um, but yeah, feel free. Reach out. I love chatting. Ask anyone. <laughs> Paul, any truth to the uh, rumors that the chef's name at Tony's is named Chef Boyardee? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. That, that seems you, to be the quality of the Italian food there. We, I, and I'll do you even one better. What is the most innocuous meal you would think Tony's would have? Spaghetti and meatballs. No, no, I'm talking about breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Oh. Like, who messes up breakfast, right? Can't mess up breakfast. Their breakfast potatoes have Parmesan cheese in them. Well, they're, they're Italianizing them, right? That's Isn't that the not, attempt? That's not a thing. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a thing. Although, going back to Swan and Dolphin, if you want a messed up buffet, you can go there to Garden Grove. They, they can mess up breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Well, no lunch. They, they don't serve lunch, but they can mess up breakfast <laughs> and dinner pretty good. Well, getting back to the plug, Scott, if you want to find me on Twitter, I am at CT underscore Mickey underscore man. So the Connecticut Mickey man. Uh, I don't know why I picked that as my handle 803 years ago when Twitter started, but I did, and I'm stuck with it. So It's a great name. I think it's, it, it's, it's got all the underscores, but I, I think you're used to naming spreadsheets, which is why. That is probably why, because back then you, you had to put underscores in your spreadsheet names. Yep. You can use spaces now, which is nice. Maybe I'll change it to... Uh, Yo, Dean CT, just just to be on theme. We've done that. <laughs> so I would be remiss if I didn't mention our third compadre at Amy Beth Combs um, on Twitter from the Butter and Bacon podcast. Amy's awesome. And uh, as we spoke before, our traveling uh, fourth host, Nick, Nick Waymania. Um, yeah. We're not, we're not officially giving him fourth host ring. No, billing. no, no. No, and uh, Carrie at one golden sun. We we should plug that. That was I was. That's where I was going there. We we were just (laughs) talking about Carrie. She's also a frequent contributor and awesome friend of the show. Yes. So yes, great to follow for images of bears. Images of bears and dogs reluctantly walking. You know what, fellas? This Twitter is a rough place, but the people we speak with on this Twitter—they're good people. That is the good stuff. That is the good stuff. Gentlemen, thank you again for joining us. Paul Dean, great to be with you as always on another Disney News episode. This is the third Disney News episode, probably in a couple weeks. Dean deserves at least twice what I'm getting paid. <laughs> I, I actually am getting paid twice what you're getting paid. And okay. I'm not going to tell you, but it's true. Well, what I did do. was I actually got my refund and I signed it over to Dean. <laughs> <laughs> the interest no, alone, that would have been worth a few bucks. There's no agency fees. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> No, Disney guys, really, this was not you. This was awesome. And uh, let's look forward to uh, covering more news, hopefully in happier times as well. Let's focus on more on the uh, soccer and basketball coming to Disney. Absolutely. Maybe, maybe, maybe baseball, baseball will get together there, too. <laughs> it could. Baseball. That would be nice. All right. So this has been the Stuff We Love podcast. We wish everyone well.